Jason, tell me what's happening. This is the Pyrolite Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 52, baby. Week 10 of the NFL season is here. I can't believe it's week 10 already. I am Pyromaniac Mo. You can follow me on Twitter. That's all letters at Pyromaniac Mo. Uh, you can follow the rest of the Pyro crew on Twitter at Pyromaniac, and that is P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one, A-C. Tonight's opening music. You heard a little southern rock from the North Mississippi All-Stars, Roll and Tumble. Uh, this is an interesting one. If you, uh, I'll probably tweet it out later. But if you look it up on uh, line, it's from the High Sierra Music Fest 2013, and it's just called Jammin' in the Van, where uh, they bring a couple of ladies, literally, into the van, and they are just sort of playing after the show, after a concert, and uh, it's rocking good. I've always liked North Mississippi, the Dirksen boys. All right, guys, as you know, uh, the Pyro Podcasts can be found in a plethora of places, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, and Blog Talk Radio. We are trying to increase listens, and so what we're doing is inviting you to uh, leave reviews wherever you access your Pyro podcast. Recently, we gave away three limited edition Walter Payton posters this time around to entice you. We're asking that you leave a review and send me a screen grab. You can email that screen grab of your review to Mozambique at pyromaniac.com. The email is also on my Twitter, at PyromaniacMo. And what we're going to do this time, we're going to randomly give away a $50 gift card to uh, the NFL shop, nflshop.com. And that'll be about week 12. This is week 10. So get those reviews in. We've got a recent one uh, from one of our beloved fans not too long ago. Uh, and that was Mr. Val Verde himself. Val Verde said that he loves the Pyro podcast. Uh, they give great advice, and best of all, uh, the guys are fun to listen to and back up their points with good stats and analytics. Thank you, Val Verde. And, of course, Val is one of our brothers who, of course, we will open up this competition to anybody. So give us a review. If you've left one already, give us another one, and you can be in the running for the $50 NFLshop.com gift card. All right, guys, before we uh, kick off the show and give you the fantasy goo, I want to uh, introduce today's co-host, Mr. Johnny Slokes of the Fifth Down Podcast. Johnny, how are you doing today, my brother? Thanks for having me on, Mel. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, let's talk some football. Yeah, and uh, real quick, before we jump into this thing, man, because I know we're both itching to, to get going. We've had a, a long week already, and I'm ready to lay around in my underwear and scratch a few things and eat some buffalo wings and watch football. <laughs> nice. A man after my own heart. Uh, tell the good people in Pyroland where they can follow you and a little bit about the podcast that you do. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at the Fifth Down FF. We're also on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, Spreaker, all of the above. Um, I know we've been uh, going at it for about a good eight, nine months now, and you know, we're just trucking along. Yeah, you guys are doing great, man. Uh, episode 42 to uh, come out soon. So congratulations. You guys have been rocking. 
Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely, man, absolutely. So uh, let's get into it, what we're here to talk. So uh, we're here to talk football, of course. We had the Thursday night game, Ravens versus the Browns, and on by this week, it's not the bipocalypse like the uh, six teams that were on by the last two weeks, but we've got Buffalo, my beloved Lions, the Colts, and Oakland are on by. Next week, just so you're preparing, you got Atlanta, Denver, the Jets, and San Diego are on by, and then week 12, that's the last of the buys, Cleveland and Tennessee. Now, as we like to do, before we really dive in and start talking names to you and giving you some fantasy goo, guys that you can go out and grab, we're going to talk a little bit of game script, uh, something we call the Vegas Vibes. So, Johnny, I'm going to throw out a couple of games here. You can tell me maybe your thoughts. We're going to try to keep it quick because we end up just talking about all these games once we get into the fantasy goo and start talking about the players. But some of the games I've got my eye on are certainly the Patriots. They're home to Seattle. This sucker opened at 48.5. Uh, the thing is, though, the Patriots are favored by seven and a half points. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't see it. Being that much of a lopsided game, I really like uh, Seattle here, even though they're heading to the West Coast. Um, I think this could uh, get out of hand quickly. This could be a high-scoring affair. So I, I'm liking this one. I'm going to throw out a couple more, and then let me get your thoughts. I'm also liking the Saints in Denver. I, I like both sides here. Saints have an implied team total of 26. Now, Breeze is at home. It's always good when he's at home. This year, 12 TDs to two interceptions, 283 yards per game. Uh, Saints also giving up, or 383 yards per game, uh, Saints also giving up a league high, 300 passing yards per game, so could be some nice things on the other side of the ball there for Denver. Um, Dallas, Pittsburgh, that's another one. This game opened as the highest scoring game of the week at 51 over under. Now, that's dropped a bit since then, but Roethlisberger at home, ironically, this year, uh, same. He's got 12 TDs two INTs, 122 quarterback ranking, uh, 313 passing yards per game. So uh, I'm liking these. Steelers uh, have an implied team total, 26, very similar to the Saints in many respects. Uh, Dallas, they're down two cornerbacks. So could be a bit of a shootout here as well. Lots of scoring to be had. Uh, are you liking any of these games for fantasy, either the Patriots in Seattle, Saints in Denver, or Dallas in Pitt? Well, you know, um, not, maybe not so much fancy-wise, but if I was a, a, a betting man, I would definitely put some money down on Seattle to cover that spread this uh, this week. I mean, they're uh, underdogs by seven and a half points. And you got to think that's going to be a close game, especially since the odds of doing or winning that game is only at fifty-one percent. So, I mean, if you're trying to make some money this week, that would definitely, that'd definitely be a game you want to bet on. Um, I, I do yeah. like. Uh, I actually like uh, Saints at home against De uh, Denver. Denver's been kind of struggling to run the ball. And, you know, despite Saints giving up so many passing yards, they don't really give up a lot of passing touchdowns to those outside receivers. And Denver doesn't really have, like, a tight end that can really uh, really work over the middle. So I, I think that maybe Simeon could have a lot of yards, but maybe not so much touchdowns. So that's another thing to look into. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little Simeon later. I, I do like him. And, uh, Maybe a surprise. Maybe we can talk about the tight end situation. According to Football Outsiders, only two teams rank worse against opposing uh, tight ends than the Saints. Uh, a bit of a preview, but maybe some Virgil Green talk coming up a bit later. 
Uh, Johnny, a couple more games, and then let's kick this thing off. We've got a Packers. I mean, week in, week out. How can you go wrong with the Packers? They've got 26-point implied team total uh, traveling to Tennessee. Chargers, home to the Dolphins. Chargers also expected to score just a little over 26, I believe. Uh, got a lot of guys questionable for the Chargers I'm going to be talking about on their offense. We've also got Atlanta traveling to Philly. So teams we seem to be talking about in fantasy week in, week out. Packers are on the road to Tennessee. Chargers, home to the Dolphins. And Atlanta, home to Philly. That Atlanta-Philly game, uh, that was a pick em earlier in the week. It's currently a one-point spread in favor of the road team, the Falcons. This opened at 495 uh, so both teams expected to score a lot of points. Through nine weeks, the Falcons have allowed 23 passing TDs, most in the league. Um, so lots of points to be had there. Any Vegas games that uh, are screaming to you this week that uh, you might eyeball in fantasy? Well, I mean, I guess I could take a, a little bit more of an obvious one. Uh, you got Arizona at home against San Francisco, the 13-point favorites. The over and under is 49, so we're looking for a... DJ, they have a pretty good game. A game script should be in inside. You know, San Francisco gives up about five, almost five and a half yards of carry. And they only like had like 13% of their runs this year that ended up behind the line of scrimmage. So they give up a lot of, a lot of rushing yards. I'm looking for him to have an excellent game. Yeah, one reason I've got uh, David Johnson on the cover of the image of this uh, podcast. Uh, Cardinals, man, expected to score 31 Points. That's the implied total from Vegas. So I got some David Johnson stats to talk about later, but how can you not love him? That's just a, a game that's screaming positive game scripts. And, uh, you know, with David Johnson, positive, negative, whether they're passing or running, he's going to be a part of it. And so that's a good one. All right, guys, let's talk some streaming. So now's that time of season where You've got some decisions to be made. People are making that push to get into the playoffs. Maybe you've got some guys that are banged up. Maybe waivers have uh, or uh, waivers have not been as friendly to you. Maybe you're low on your fab dollars. Whatever the case is, we've got some streaming candidates here. Uh, now, as I like to do, Johnny, before we get going and talk about guys that are available right now, and what we do is we use 50% availability on NFL fantasy. Now, I look uh, after waivers have cleared, so folks can get a pretty accurate uh, read. But, of course, every every league is different, so we try to throw out a few names. Uh, Johnny, I've been keeping track. I'm, I'm doing all right. If folks were to take my advice this season, and every week I'm giving out quarterbacks that are available in 50% of NFL leagues, I've added it up. And right now, if you would have played my guy every week, my quarterback, you'd have the ninth best quarterback right now right in between Tyrod and Dak at 157.5 so not doing too bad man top 10 yeah I'm doing pretty good on streaming uh you are my guest today sir so is there a quarterback that uh, you could stream and toss into your lineup that you like this week well if you're an owner like me that has Derek Carr in a lot of leagues obviously he's on by this week but I think a guy that you could use to replace him that should be widely available in many leagues is a guy like uh, Jake Cutler going on the road against Tampa Bay. You know, uh, Tampa Bay, they've been giving up uh, 18 touchdowns this year, 281 yards a game. So, I mean, that's, that's 27th to 29th, respectively, among the league. 
And, you know, they're actually uh, not too bad against the wide receiver one, but, you know, they're giving about nine targets a game, so that's something that they can use to build a connection with Alshon and Jeffrey. I, I, I like uh, Jay Cutler in this game. Yeah, and I'm going to talk a little uh, Alshon a bit later. I've actually got Cutler written down as well. You did a good job talking about that one. If he's out there, I think he's a real solid, streamable quarterback. I may be taking a bit of a chance here uh, and going with Mr. Simeon. He is 88% available on NFL Fantasy. Uh, Of course, they're on the road, and I I don't like streaming road quarterbacks as much, but except for the situation here. Uh, Going to New Orleans, Saints have allowed at least 17 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks in all but two games this year. Uh, Saints have six Count them six secondary players currently on IR. Uh, They're starting middle backer. He's out. They're starting weak side backer. Danelle Ellerby is questionable. Plus, in addition to that, they have three other linebackers either on the pup, on IR, or already ruled out. Hell, they have three linebackers total that do not have any sort of injury designation. I'm talking out of all their linebackers, there's only three uh, that don't have an IR or a questionable or a doubtful or anything like that. So they're really banged up, especially uh, across the middle there. Saints are giving up a league-high 300 passing yards per game. Now, according to Football Outsiders, only two teams rank worse against opposing tight ends than the Saints, uh, and they're dead last against opposing running backs coming out of the backfield, according to Football Outsiders. Now, to me, for a quarterback like Simeon, both the tight end and the back out of the backfield. That's exactly the type of security blanket I think Simeon is going to feel nice and comfortable tossing to. And the Saints are susceptible to both those positions. When they get in close inside the opposing 10, only four quarterbacks have more red zone attempts. So I think Simeon could be a nice little play this week. Turning yeah. over. I'm sorry, go for it, brother. What do you think? What do you think about my Simeon call? I, I think it's really going to come down to um, can can uh, Virgil Green have another nice game because you know they you start to be utilized a little bit last game and uh, he can have, if they can get him utilized I think that's what's really going to uh, boost his value up a little bit. I, I swear it's like you got a crystal ball over there, sir, because uh, I got two tight ends written down here <laughs> for tight ends that you can stream. Uh, before I start rattling off some stats here, looking in the rearview mirror. If you added up all of my tight end calls thus far this season, uh, and now I got to do a caveat here. I'm not doing total points on tight end. I'm doing six bat. Or I'm doing. I'm sorry. Per game. Why is that? You say because in week five, Virgil Green. I said before he needs to be cleared. He wasn't, and I never tweeted out my other pick. So there was a week there where I didn't cover my butt and tweet out a pick. So it's got to be going on points per game. But on points per game, my tight end picks. Sixth best. That's right. Sixth best for tight end streaming. So you alluded to Virgil Green. It is Let me ask you, being the guest, which tight end um, would you take this week to plug into your lineup and player to stream? Well, you know, uh, Fedorowicz, you know, he got 34 targets over yeah. the past five games, uh, 272 yards with three touchdowns. Now, you should still have some separate expectations because, you know, Jacksonville's only given up a t- one touchdown to the tight end position all year, but he could definitely be a pretty decent play in PPR leagues. But let me ask you this now. You say they've given up one touchdown to opposing tight ends. 
does that scare you off, honestly? Because to me, I look at that or I hear that, and I hear touchdown positive regression. If To me, that's got to regress to the mean. We're, we're entering week 10, and if you're telling me they've only allowed one tight end touchdown, it, it's got to regress to the mean. So that means something's got to be coming. So I don't think that scares me. That's actually sort of a plus in my book. What do you think about looking at it from that point of view? No, I mean, honestly, it really doesn't scare me. We've seen, like, how erratic Osweiler's been over this season, and Dorrance has been kind of that guy over the middle where he just keeps dumping it off to him, and I you know, think that, you know, if they get into the red zone, that's something, that's some an area where they could look, you know? Right, and you just named the guy uh, for how erratic, like you say, Osweiler's been looking. Fedorowicz hasn't. So Fedorowicz has sort of been uh, the steady one there, certainly recently. Um, so I think that's an interesting call. Uh, we alerted, alluded to Virgil Green earlier, 98% available. Uh, as we talked about at the top, 48 point expected uh, over under. Uh, Saints allowing a league high, as I said, 300 passing yards. So that's a big passing pie to be doled out by my boy, Mr. Simeon. Uh, Denver, of course, on the road. I don't like that. But as I said, the things I do like. 300 passing yards per game allowed by the Saints. Only two teams rank worse against opposing tight ends, according to Football Outsiders. And with Simeon, you know, only four QBs uh, have more attempts inside the 10. I like all those things. I think Virgil, this could be a good week for him. So I like him. My official pick, though, sometimes I do too. My official one has got to be Zach Miller. Uh, He's not as available as Virgil Green, so I like that you named out C.J. Fedorowicz, and I'm naming Virgil Green because all leagues are different. Zach Miller, though, 59% available. Bears are uh, road favorites. Miller, this man has 33 targets in the last four weeks, traveling to Tampa, where Chicago has an expected point total of 24. Statistically, anytime a team has 24 points, expected total or more, that is good for fantasy. Last five weeks, only three defenses are allowing more fantasy points to opposing tight ends than the Buccaneers. Uh, They've allowed three tight end scores in the last two games. Uh, Miller, since the start of the season, has 18.5% of the team target share. Only four tight ends can claim a larger piece of the pie. So I think Miller is in a great spot. Uh, You talked about backing up Cuddy a little bit. I think if it's not Alshon, it's going to be Miller. And, uh, playing a team that's susceptible to the tight end spot. So uh, you think Alshon might be able to share some love for my boy Zach? Yeah, I mean, it was really nice to see that he still got 10 targets last week with Cutler coming back, so it doesn't look like they're going to be going away from him. I mean, yeah, those him are... and Alshon together, they had like 18 targets, so that's pretty much their main two targets. Yeah, and as we've seen with Cuddy in the past, he can certainly lock on to one or two guys, and I think Miller uh, could certainly be that guy where he's running his routes. Moving over to streaming defense. Once again, looking in the rearview mirror through nine weeks, uh, I'd be 47 points, and I'm using uh, FF today, pyromaniac PPR scoring. So using FF today for all my uh, streaming and waiver wire pick and flicks, Using FF today, I would have the ninth best defense. So I'm top 10 thus far with streaming. Doing all right. I'm going to keep that rolling. I got 
sort of three teams mentioned. I, I really want to go with two, uh, but l- let me let you kick it off. Who do you like for a streaming D this week, Johnny? I mean, there's there's two that I really like too. One obviously more one more than the other. Uh, one of them is Washington. They're only 17% owned in Yahoo leagues. They're going up against the struggling offense. That I mean, and they also play at home. They have a adjusted sack rate of seven and a half percent. They're looking at uh, I'm looking for Kerrigan to really get after uh, Sam Bradford. You know, Washington's forced 11 turnovers. I think this is a game where uh, they're going to give Bradford some issues. We've certainly seen the, the, some chinks in that Viking armor uh, the last couple weeks. Bradford's not the savior. Maybe many of the Minnesotans thought he might be at the beginning of the season, so I could see that Washington. Um, let me toss out one. It's not my official, but this is a kind of an interesting one. Atlanta, uh, not what many folks would probably expect. Atlanta, 92% available on NFL Fantasy. Now, last five weeks... Atlanta's facing Philly. Last five weeks, Mr. Wentz has been sacked 14 times, fourth most for a quarterback in that span. Last five weeks, Mr. Wentz tossed five interceptions, third most in that time. I've talked about this before, Johnny, but last year, my man Stag Party, uh, my pyro brother, did a study on defensive fantasy scoring, and over 50% of defensive points came from sacks and interceptions. And if you're, I'm talking about a guy here on the opposing side from Lana that I said fourth most sacks last five weeks, third most interceptions. And if you flip it in the last five weeks, so keeping with that same span of time, Atlanta has the third most fantasy points for a D. So I think Atlanta could be a sneaky pick this week. You know, did you? I, I like that what do you, pick actually. I actually. You like the Atlanta one. pick? No, I like that Atlanta pick. Yeah. Did you say that you had another one jotted down? So you gave us Washington. Hey, the other one I like isn't. I don't like them as much, but uh, you got the Jets defense going against um, Los Angeles. Los Angeles could be without uh, Todd Gurley. And, you know, Vegas has this as one of the lowest scoring games of the week. And, you know, LA's given up 20 sacks this year. So that's another option you could look at. They're not, not as widely available as so- someone like Washington or Atlanta, but that's also another play you could have. I like the Jets, and I'm sort of torn between who I should go with now. Should I pick both Atlanta? My other one is indeed the Jets. They're, they're 20% available. They're playing a team in the Rams that are very similarly built, uh, or at least similarly ranked defensively. Um, the Jets are home. Now, the Rams, as you said, allowed 20 sacks. The Rams have tossed 11 interceptions, which is ironic. It's <laughs> second most in the league from the Jets, who the Jets is who I'm picking. Uh, this game opened as the lowest scoring game of the week. Uh, the over-under was just 41 when it opened. Now, according to FF Today, last five weeks, the last five weeks, uh, no other offense has allowed more fantasy points to opposing Ds than the Rams, where opponents in that time score in that time span have averaged 8.3 fantasy points per game. So if you're looking for a team to play defensively, 
it's the Rams, especially in the last five weeks. They're giving it up uh, to opposing defenses. So I think the Jets could be a good play. I think Atlanta is kind of a sneaky one. I always like it when a team is more prone for uh, giving up sacks and giving up INTs. And even though uh, that Atlanta game is supposed to be higher scoring, that doesn't scare me off as much. So I'm torn between Atlanta or the Jets. I think, you know what? I always do this, Johnny, and I'll pick one, and the other one is the one I should have gone with. I'm going to have two official picks, and I'm going to say the Jets in Atlanta this week. You know, All right, man. Note that, you know, Philadelphia, they really don't have a very good offense. I mean, you got to think Jordan Matthews is probably going to be locked down, and then who else are they going to go to, you know? Yeah, they've been kind of in flux a little bit. Uh, Sproles, you know, one week. Uh, Doug Peterson uh, is backing one running back, and then he's backing another. Uh, and you're right, besides Jordan Matthews, nobody's really been able to step up. You know, Ertz had a decent game last week, but it certainly wasn't what I was expecting Ertz to be. He's really let a lot of fantasy owners down, I think. And uh, Last week, he only popped like 40 yards once this year, and that was like week one against the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, been a pretty big letdown for how many tight ends have uh, stepped up their game this year. And I think tight ends been a nice streaming position. Ertz has not been one of those guys, so they don't have much else there. Three touchdowns in his career. Yeah, uh, not producing. They don't have, and like you say, they don't have much else there. I mean, wide receiver-wise, they've got Jordan Matthews, right? And that's about it. So, yeah, I think Atlanta's a nice play. I I like the Washington call as well. I think that one could be kind of a sneaky good one. What about... Running back, my friend. With running back, I, you know, people don't call it streaming. I call it pick and flick because you can pick up a guy off the waiver wire and flick into your lineup. Now, this season so far, I've named way more than nine, so I kind of uh, pick up a couple. Uh, this week, I've got one official one, though. But through nine weeks and all the running backs I've named, uh, I total out at 122.1. On FF Today, that would be running back nine. So uh, I'm keeping my top ten title here. Uh, hope to keep it up this week. I, I got several guys, but who are you looking for at the running back spot this week? Well, you know, I think this guy is more of like a, a pick and stick more than a pick and flick. Ooh, all right. You know? um, Rob Kelly, he's owned in 43% of Yahoo leagues. I use NFL, but he's owned in 43% of Yahoo leagues, and he's been named the starter of, in Washington and you know, Matt Jones could be a healthy scratch, so I think if you plug in Rob Kelly, he could be a plug-and-play RB, too. You know, I know he's got a tough matchup against my, uh, Minnesota, but, you know, they've been getting gashed lately, and, you know, I think that's definitely a play you could stick right in there if you're in, like, a bi-week crunch or just kind of weak at running back, you know? Yeah, I think the, the Kelly is a good one. Um Also, reminding folks, you got to check your waivers. Uh Remember to flip that view because you might skip over guys like you know Doug Martin or somebody that doesn't have a lot of year-to-date points uh so don't always look at it from the same way because you might uh pick up some long forgotten about guys that are available uh Rob Kelly I like I also like me some Dewan Harris now not as much as last week still readily available according to NFL Fantasy 96 percent um 
He was limited in practice, though. Now, he's officially questionable, so you got to keep your eye on that. And, you know, Hyde, got to keep your eye on Hyde, too. Um, but trying I, to make a push to return, too. Yeah, so. he is. He's stocking it up. Now, I think Hyde is officially questionable. Uh, however, I, I'm going to say this. A lot of people, I think, are going to be geeked. In fantasy football, we've got that real short uh, window of memory. So we remember last week when... Kaepernick was a good streamer, and when Dewan Harris was a good streamer, and I tweeted out Harris, and I added the pyro characters so our pyro pros knew all about Harris, and it was a great call last week. Going to be a much harder matchup this week. Arizona, one of ten teams, not allowing over four yards per carry. Much harder matchup, but he's a guy that's available. Capri Bibbs, he's out there, 98%. Uh, there was a report out there last week that the workload, did you see this, that the workload could shift? From Booker to Bibbs? I mean, granted, he only got three touches last week, but he did a lot with it. And, you know, a lot of times the coaches will say, yeah, we're going to get this guy more involved, and it doesn't always happen. But in this situation, I think it will be because, uh, you know, Booker's only averaging like 2.6 yards a carry. He's just not the RB1 that everyone had him pegged out to be, and I think that he's going to be losing a lot of work to Bibbs. Yeah, I saw it from a, a couple of beat reporters, one in particular – that I, I trust. He, he's a pretty well-respected guy, so I, I trust him. But, boy, that's got to be a hard thing to pull the trigger on, a guy that just barely got any looks at all last week. All of a sudden, he's supposed to take over the load, so I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, it's something that remains to be seen, but, you know, Denver's got to get a run game going because if they don't get a run game going against New Orleans, they could probably end up losing that game. So it's something that they got to stick with. Yeah, and speaking of New Orleans, right, they're, they're facing them. Saints have allowed a total of 14 touchdowns from opposing running backs this year. Last five weeks, they've given up the 12th most points to the position, and they're allowing a very respectable 4.4 yards per carry. So you got to have some stones to go with this one after we've seen Booker, but Bibbs could have a decent matchup, could be a, a decent scoring game, my official call, though, has got to be Mr. Procise. Not just because I love Notre Dame, but he's readily available, 85% in NFL Fantasy Leagues. Now, I saw today, this is my number one reason for doing it, uh, but Christine Michael, Mr. C. Mike, one, we know he's been struggling a bit, but he was added to the injury report today. Uh, apparently hurt his hamstring in practice. I did not hear um, about this, actually. Yeah, it came out even after practice had ended. They amended it and put it out there. Uh, it's a hamstring issue. Anytime a guy is added to the report, Friday really gives me pause and makes me question. Now, the bugger about this one, Johnny, is it's a Sunday night game. So we may not know for sure. Here's my exit strategy for you, though, Pyromaniacs. If indeed, and I fully expect Procise, if uh, a guy gets added to the injury report today, hamstring, I could see him being held out for sure. Uh, I feel like he's going to be held out. Now, if indeed he goes, though, you got an excellent strategy. I think with uh, Paul Perkins, he is the uh, Monday night. Giants play Monday night, so you might be able to have an out just in case. Procise isn't the man, but even if C. Mike goes, Procise is going to get some work. Um, speaking of that, 
I, I think they're turning more to pro size. Uh, the, the Silver Fox, Pete Carroll, said this week that they're going to start giving him more work. Um, plus, it looks like Russell Wilson seems to be the healthiest he's been in, in quite some time. And I really like where ProSize plays. The back coming out of the backfield with that porous line, although they're better pass blocking than run blocking, but still, with, with that porous line, Russell Wilson is going to look to run, but he could also look to dump off passes, and that's that's the name of ProSize's game. This is going to be a scoring one. You and I talked about this at the beginning. I think Seattle is going to really be in this one a lot closer than that 7.5 point uh, New England spread implies. Uh, and, and even if they're not, that 7.5 point favorites for Seattle implies a negative game script, which means Seattle's going to need to pass if the Patriots are indeed up by that much. So either way, like you and I think, they're going to be in this one close. It's going to be high scoring. Or if they're down, they're going to need to pass, and that's where ProSize comes into play. So all of that put together, and you got that bow of C-Mike getting injured. I think ProSize is a sneaky, nice call that you might want to grab now just in case before the average Joe in your league hears some of the news. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about the ProSize call? Even even if C-Mike does go, you like the ProSize and how they've been using him more a little bit lately? I mean, he, he's definitely got a better skill set. And, you know, you got to think, uh, if Christine Michael isn't the go, what's the best way of, to stop Tom Brady? It's to keep him off the field. Like, they're going to want to try to run the ball, milk the clock a little bit, and, you know, he's going to play a big part in that. How many touches do you think he gets if uh, Christine Michael doesn't start? And, you know, I, again, I'm really believing that Christine Michael isn't going to start again. This was a late addition. I think they added it after practice ended. Um, Boy, I, I could see him getting 15, t- uh, 15 to 20. 15 to 20 if Christine Michael does not go. You think I'm high? No, I, I think you're like right on the money. About 15 touches is where I have him at. And you could see him getting like four or five catches. He's that third down back no matter what, like you said. So I definitely think that's not a bad play at all. I mean, he's been he's only been getting, we're, we're talking about three games, really. He's uh, been back. He, he dabbled one. Uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, had a pretty decent game receiving wise week eight against um, yeah, New Orleans. But the whole I think this all really rests on Christine Michaels status. So you, you got to certainly keep your eyes pinned to that one. But man, I'm grabbing them in leagues where I've got bench availability because I think as the average Joe hears about this, he might be the waiver wire darling, the 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 guy everyone's going to go grab and uh, stash right now. I mean, this is the time of the year where if there's an available running back that's in a starting position, he's invaluable to your football team. That like, you got to pick him up. Starting position for could for Seattle. I mean, that's gold. Yeah. All right, buddy. We are going to pause in a, a long overdue pause. Johnny, you, you got me talking football, so I, I forgot. I've got to pay the bills here, brother. Got to pay the bills. So, Pyromaniacs, uh, before we do, want you to stop on by Pyromaniac.com. We're ramping up the content, all sorts of uh, great stuff. Got injury reports, uh, the weekly matchups, Houdini's bitch slap, all kinds of great stuff. Pyro power ranklings, wick, weekly pickups, uh, great stuff that we are cranking out 
a ton of new writers in the mix over at Pyro. So stop on by pyromaniac.com. All right, before we take this commercial break, I want everybody to think about this, and Johnny, you as well. Trivia question number one. In nine weeks, so we've played nine so far, when you adjust quarterback completions for aimed throws, so Pro Football Focus does this. They, they take off spikes and, and throwaways, and they just talk aimed throws. So when you adjust for aimed throws, quarterback completion, there is one QB out there who is completing over 80% of their aimed throws. When we return from commercial break, I want to see if you can tell me which quarterback, the only quarterback, is completing over 80% of their aimed throws. Think about that while you listen to this, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Pyro Maniacs, as I said before the break, we got a trivia question number one. We've had nine weeks of this glorious NFL season, and PFF does a cool thing, a stat I like to look at, especially when I'm streaming a quarterback or particularly when I'm streaming a defense, but I, I look at aimed throw percentage. So again, they take away spikes, uh, they take away throwaways, and they total up passes that are intended to be caught. So, which quarterback, according to PFF, has a completion percentage for aim throws above 80%. Mr. Slopes, what do you think, sir? To be honest, I'm not, not really sure, but I can take, uh, I'm going to take a couple of educated guesses on this one. Um, Mr. Ruckus, what you uh, got? My, my first one would have to be uh, someone like uh, Cousins. I know he completes a high percentage. He does Crowder, catches a high percentage of his passes, and my other one, I know he hasn't played all nine weeks, but would be something like Tom Brady. We are going to give it to you on number two. Ding, ding, ding. Cousins is number six. Cousins is completing 70. We'll, we'll round up. We'll say 74% of his aim throws. Uh, as I said, Tom Brady, 82.4. Get this. The next closest guy, Russell Wilson, 75.7. That's Quite a jump, considering you've got three guys, Russell Wilson, uh, Cody Kessler, and Drew Brees, are all within the 75% range. Tom Brady is seven percentage points higher than the top three guys. I mean, that's insane. He's so playing at an insane rate right now. For the, as old as he is, I mean, he's 39? Is that how old he is? 38? How old is Brady? He's 39. 39. Johnny, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm 39, and so when I get up in the morning, my body makes noises that I didn't know it could could even make. Like sometimes I get a little worried. I I've got to have a I've got a rope and a pulley, a couple of telephone books, and a big lever that just gets my momentum going to get me out of bed. I don't do much during the day but scratch and complain. Yeah, I'm only 27, and I wake up and I have pain and body parts I don't even I can't even describe right now so I mean hats off to him I know man incredible maybe uh he and Giselle have some uh workout regiment that uh they need to share actually there was an article out there about that I didn't read it but I, I, I know it does exist so it's probably a pretty good read actually I tell you what though I I bought this thing it was on like a fake website I thought I was reading an ESPN article and it looked like it was 
but I pretty much got duped, and I bought uh, something. It's like Explosion 13 or something that uh, is supposed to make me cut and ripped and uh, uh, maximize my muscle mass. So we'll see. I'm either going to look really good in the next couple weeks, or you may find me, you know, passed out in my office uh, because I'm taking some sort of Nigerian weed that grows, you know. Uh, I want those things garage. that you put on a lot of weight unless you actually work out. <laughs> well, that was the selling factor, that you don't have to work out, right? That you get cut. It's the Hollywood miracle pill or something. You get cut without working out. So, uh, fingers crossed. We'll see. Hope for a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping it doesn't kill me is what I'm hoping. Uh, I don't want my wife to, you know, call 911 one morning when I, uh, <clears throat> when my tongue is sewn to my bottom of my mouth and I can't speak. So but I digress. You know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident. It does come from an Eastern European country with about 17 letters and only one vowel in its name. But I'm hopeful that it's legitimate. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's all on the up and up. All right, guys, we uh, had trivia question number one. So we are jumping back into talking about players. Uh, so far, we've, we've talked streaming, essentially. Streaming, quarterback, tight end, defense. And we just started talking pick and flicks, which is essentially streaming. They just don't call it that. But guys that are available on the waiver wire that you can pick up and flick into your lineup. Uh, let's move over, Johnny, to the wide receiver. Spot, I believe, is where we are. Uh-huh. Now, as I like to do, looking in the rear view mirror here, uh, through nine weeks, if you were to add up all my guys through nine weeks, and I believe, just looking quickly here, uh, one week I did pick two and I took an aggregate, but if you add up all of my points, I'm at 137.55. That is 10th best. So, man, I am top 10 at every position so far. I had a, I've had a good couple of weeks, let me tell you. Um, my wide receiver, I got a few guys jotted down. Uh, let me hear who your calls are at the wide receiver spot before I lay out mine. You know, a guy I really like is uh, J.J. Nelson from Arizona. He's uh, yeah. 41% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He's, going, uh, he's at home against San Francisco. He is, you know, he is named the number two receiver over there. 19 targets over the past two weeks for 163 yards. He had a couple of touchdowns last week. And, you know, I definitely think that even though, uh, they have a, a game script that screams run, you know, a lot of teams, what they've been doing against San Francisco is they've been throwing the ball early and building up a lead and then running the ball afterwards. So I think that he's definitely a viable play, uh, this week against San Francisco. Interesting call there. Interesting call. Like you say, they're going to be putting up the points. And do you have any theories as to what happened to um, Mr. Michael Floyd? Yeah, I I know what I think it is. is, You know, he's just pushing too hard on a contract season. He's trying to make uh, too many plays. And he's just, his focus is off right now. He's falling behind on the depth chart. And, you know, Definitely in like dynasty leagues, I'd say still hold on to him because he could go to a nice team. So definitely don't feel too down on him if you're in a dynasty league. Yeah, it's interesting because usually, you know, contract year, that's usually something fantasy players 
will gravitate towards. That that's a narrative. Like, hey, this guy's contract year, he's gonna up his game. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, Arizona as an offense in general just been kinda of struggling with passing the ball. It seems like they had like Fitzgerald and that's it. So I mean that has a lot to do with it too. I remember early in the season when we were doing our rankings, I had Fitzgerald highest, and then I adjusted things, and I think I ended up with Brown the highest. I should have just stuck with uh, old man Fitz. He's the one that knows how to get it done, and he uh, still with the struggling offense, he's still getting it done. I was really high on Floyd in the, on a lot of leagues. Like I had him had this, like my third receiver on a lot of teams, and even one team where I had, I think I had uh, uh, Keenan Allen, Sammy Watkins, and Michael Floyd, and that came to bite me in the ass real hard, so, uh, you know, it's really disappointing for him. <laughs> Fantasy football, man. You, you love it or you hate it. Um, wide receiver, now, I don't know, Johnny, I don't think this is legal, but uh, with NFL Fantasy, Mr. Muhammad Sanu is actually available in 52%. I, I'd love to be able to say I'm going to go ahead and take him, but I think that's kind of cheating. It's a low-hanging fruit. However, I will say he's. I think he's a great play this week. Last five weeks, he's t- he's a wide receiver two as far as targets. He's uh, top twenty three for targets amongst wide receiver. Now he's going to be going up according to PFF against Malcolm Jenkins, who is giving up point nine six fantasy points for every two routes run. Uh, so he's got a great matchup. Sanu has twelve red zone targets this season. Only five pass catchers have more. They're going to score a lot of points in this game. I'd love to be able to go ahead and take them. I think it's a bit of low-hanging fruit, but you know what? It qualifies Johnny, and I'm writing the rules. I'm going to go ahead and take them as one of my official picks, but I'm going to throw out a couple other ones. One, Tajay Sharp, who I'm going to talk a little bit about later, so I'm not going to say much, but I think he could be a sneaky pick, and I'll tell you why later on down the line. Uh, I'm also going to take, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Tyrell Williams, but Inman is there as well. Now, you got to talk Inman if you're talking Tyrell because Tyrell's banged up. I like him the best, but there's a lot of San Diego guys that are banged up. I like this team uh, as a whole. Uh, Rivers, he leads all quarterbacks by a hefty amount with red zone attempts. Um, 12 red zone targets for Mr. Williams. Uh, which is right up there. Only, in fact, five players have more red zone targets than Terrell Williams. Uh, here's the deal, though. With 12 red zone targets, the man only has one red zone touchdown. This is what I'm all about, man. Positive regression. It's got to regress to the mean. It's got to come back. Uh, out of the top 16 targeted red zone pass catchers, only two other pass catchers have one touchdown. So it has to come the other way. As I said, this team is banged up. Henry is questionable. He didn't go last week. Travis Benjamin, their wide receiver one, is officially doubtful. Butler, he's a little further down the food chain. He's already out. And like I say, Tyrell Williams is questionable. If Tyrell goes, he's my man. If he doesn't, or if he's not available, I'd be totally comfortable uh, grabbing Inman and playing him. I, I think uh, he's going to have a good game regardless. Certainly, if Tyrell Williams is out, I think Inman is a really nice call. So, officially, I'm going to take Sanu and T. Will, but uh, I think Inman could be a good play for you there as well. I really like Tyrell as well, especially with uh, 
Trevor Benjamin Mio. I think he's going to get his targets funneled to him. And I know you said something about him only getting one red zone touchdown. A lot of his touchdowns have come off some big plays, though. I mean, as big as he is, he can run really fast. So that's something I really like about him. I always liked him even since the preseason. I'm really glad that he got an opportunity to uh, start making some plays. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like he's like almost like an RB, or wide receiver, too, at this point. I do, too. And I think good stuff is ahead for him. I think that he's going to score more. Um, and how can he not? This, this offense, they are looking good this year. Uh, there's a lot of scoring to be had. Uh, Melvin Gordon, who ironically isn't really running any better than he did, or at least his yards per carry. Um, it's a line for him. Like they keep getting all these short, uh, red zone rushes for him and he's capitalizing on them. Yeah. I'm going to talk about him later, but he leads all running backs in, uh, yards inside the, or I'm sorry, tar, uh, attempts inside the opponent's 20, attempts inside the opponent's 10, and attempts inside the opponent's 5. So how can you not like a guy who's getting that much volume of work? I think one thing, though, with San Diego from this year to last year, last year it was like a revolving turnstile. Uh, it was insane how many guys they had moving through that offensive line last year. Um, I wrote down something a long time ago at the beginning uh, of the season, a stat I jotted down. I think I've got it here somewhere talking about San Diego. And of course now I'm not going to be able to find it, but it was something to the effect of San Diego had like 30, there was a total of uh, 30 players that started different positions. So even uh, on the offensive line. So for example, if they're, you know, right guard, if he ended up, if uh, player A played right guard, right tackle, and left guard, that's three. So they had 30 different guys playing different positions. Not 30 different guys, but yeah, get, not sure how to phrase this. But, yeah, they were so banged up that they were playing musical chairs. And one week, a guy would be left tackle the next week, left guard the next week, center, and they just kept uh, shuffling. And how can you get any sort of cohesion like that? So Melvin Gordon, um, God, he's really turned it around from where we were last year with no touchdowns to just kicking butt this year. I don't know if he'd be doing the same if it wasn't for Danny Woodhead's injury. However, because this offense is rolling, I'm going to take me some Tyrell Williams, and if Tyrell's out, I think Inman, because like you say, without Travis Benjamin, it's got to go somewhere, right? Exactly. All right, so officially... I'm taking Sanu and T. Will. So just to look back in my review mirror for this week, my wide receiver uh, was Sanu and uh, Williams. Who was your uh, wide receiver call this day? Well, you know, I know you brought up uh, Tajay Sharp, but, you know, another guy I like over there is uh, Shard Matthew. He's like, Green Bay's uh, secondary is really banged up right now, and he's, his target share has been going up. Uh, he's got five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Uh, so if you're in, like, a bi-week crunch, consider him going against uh, Green Bay. I mean, they've been giving up 95.6 yards a game to the number one wide receiver. So, I mean, their secondary is just really beat up. I think that's, uh, that's something that you can take advantage of. I like that call. I'm going to talk, as you mentioned, talk uh, about um, some other Titan receivers there. But, yeah, this year, Sam Shields, he's often not there without him. They just don't have uh, – Yeah, on IR. Um, I don't even remember the last time he's played. Every week I feel like I'm talking, uh, Sam Shields is out. Sam Shields is out. 
So I don't think he's on IR. I know I talked about it last week. Uh, moving quickly over to the Green Bay spot, according to Rotowire. Yeah, Sam Shields is indeed on IR. You are right, sir. So, yeah, they placed him on IR on Tuesday, I believe. Maybe a little bit before that. Maybe that was last week Tuesday, but it still. Was, it was last week. Might have been last week Tuesday. Or, uh, yeah, it might have been last week Tuesday, I think. Because uh, I know I've talked about him last week. Maybe it was the week before. You know, 39 years old, my the hamster that propels my brain that runs around in the wheel doesn't run as fast as it used to, Johnny. But, Sam Shields on IR. Um, they got Dorland on IR+. Plus. Micah Hyde, he's uh, one of their strong safeties. He's questionable. Randall uh, can get the too. Randall, he's out. Uh, Clay Matthews is out. So, really banged up, uh, considering their defensive leader, Clay Matthews, is out. And just across the secondary, across the board, uh, not too many guys stepping up there. So, I, I like that call. Um I think Tennessee could, could get something done. I don't like the over-under on this one, but I think they can get something done in this game. All right, man, before we turn to what many people tune in for in the DFS picks, uh, let's do number two for trivia. So we had number one, which we're going to give to you because you got it on your second call, so you're one for one, sir. Uh, trivia question number two. Which running back has the most receiving touchdowns this season? I want you and the folks at home to think about that trivia question while you listen to this message. We'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us, Pyromaniacs, before we turn to uh, trivia number two's answer. Want you folks to know that uh, we already know at Pyro that you love playing fantasy football. So we know you'll be loving to play Fantasy on Draft. D-R-A-F-T. Draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts just like the ones you do at the beginning of the uh, season. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last for just one day, and they only take a couple of minutes to complete. On draft, you can play for free, or better yet, like me, you can play for some money. And get this, your chances of winning on draft are over 200% better than your chances of winning on DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, now, I've been flirting with this. We just got these guys for our sponsors. I've been flirting with this all week. Um... I just did a draft uh, yesterday. I got David Johnson in the first round, and man, David is a good pick this week. I'm going to talk about him here very soon. So join Pyromaniac. When you download Draft, be sure to enter the promo code Pyro. That is P-Y-R-O, P-Y-R-O. Now, to download, all you got to do is search Draft in the App Store, and it will come up first. Or you can go to playdraft.com. Remember to enter the promo code PYRO, P-Y-R-O, when you download, and you're going to get a 100% deposit matching bonus. So download Draft now and start winning today. All right. We said trivia question number two. Which running back has the most receiving touchdowns this season? What do you think, Mr. Slokes? Well, I mean, 
my gut wants to say uh, Theo Riddick, but I can't re- really remember how many touchdowns he actually has. But, I mean, that's the answer I'm going to go with. Well, you know what Yoda says. Uh, with the gut, you should go. Let's go for it. Yes, sir. You indeed are correct. Uh, Theo Riddick, he's got four receiving touchdowns. So he's keeping you alive if you are in a, a PFF, even half-point PFF. Uh, coming in with three touchdowns. You've got Gore. That's who I was thinking of as well as Gore. Yeah, I would have said that right off the bat because that's my, I've got Gore, and so I know he had three so far this year. Uh, Ingram, he's got three. And James White, which really surprised me. I didn't, didn't know he had three receiving touchdowns. Yeah, James White. Uh, So we got three guys at three, Gore, Ingram, and White, and Riddick tops them all with four receiving touchdowns thus far. All right, let's kick over to some DFS. Johnny, you a big DFS player? Do you like to uh, play daily? I, honestly, I, I usually wait until about like halfway through the season to start playing because that's when you start to see like trends really start to happen. So I last week was probably the first week I played this this year. So um, I'm I'm still just getting into it. Well, I, I hear you on the trends. Um, I remember I think it was either. T.J. Hernandez, friend of the Pyro Light, who did a study and talked about how after, I think it was after about four games, that stats really started to kind of normalize and you could use them to be somewhat predictive. Uh, so I do like to wait, but I'm just a junkie. And I've played DFS all year long. I've had a really good year. Almost every week I've actually won, uh, been in the black, I guess. A couple weeks ago, man, I hit, I was four digits. I won a, I think it was, it wasn't too big. 2,700, I came in first place. It was, was pretty good, though. So I was pretty happy for that. Now, looking in the letter, real fast to someone. bring the shout-out, man. What you got? I mean, this guy, he's been winning left and right in DFS. You may know him. I know a lot of other people do. Is, uh, Elliot Kreis. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at E-L-I-O-I-T. Christ, C-R-I-S-T. He's been winning left and right on the DFS. He writes articles every week. He's a really good follow if you're into DFS. All right, man. I'm always looking for uh, DFS minds to I mean, There's one week where he, he won like almost $20,000 in one week off tournament plays, so he knows the shit. Very, very nice, man. It's always nice to uh, pad the wallet with a little DFS income. So, as I said, I've been doing pretty well now. On the pyro, when I talk about it, of course, uh, I, I throw out as many players as I can, but I've got some official calls. Uh, now, I, I don't do it the same here. You just can't. I mean, every week you could throw out Antonio Brown or Lev Bell, and you'd probably end up looking pretty good if you just totaled up your total points. It's not the same kind of thing. Whereas before, I was only tracking guys that I could get in 50% of leagues or more. With DFS, I do it by um, the percentage. So for every thousand dollars spent what you're looking to do in DraftKings is hit 3x value so that means a running back or a wide receiver the minimum you can spend is three thousand dollars so at three thousand dollars if i want to hit 3x value that means i need them to get nine points three thousand or three times three x is nine points so that's what you're shooting for 3x value. Now, if you get 4x, you're placing money for sure, but usually 3x will get you money. 4x, you might could possibly be winning. Uh, some of those big GPPs, maybe you got to, like the millionaire maker, you got to get eh, maybe 4.5x, something like that, to win the millionaire maker. Um, 
looking back in the rearview mirror thus far at the running back spot. Got nine weeks so far. And if you do the math, I'm trying to find out where our grad is. Oh, if you do the math, I would be at 2.91, so I'm pretty close to that 3x value at the quarterback spot. Uh, I got a couple of guys listed here, but uh, who you like in a DFS quarterbacks? Well, I mean, if you're trying to spend some money at the quarterback position, uh, you can go with Aaron Rodgers on FanDuel for 9000 I think people might be a little bit low on him this year. He gets a decent matchup against Tennessee, and his projected ownership percentage is like 9.4. It's about 15% of your cap, but I think you could uh, definitely plug him in. Yeah, I've got Aaron Rodgers written down as well. I think he's a good one. Um, got a couple guys, honestly, that I'm going to talk about. Um, trying to look. A guy I'll just toss out that I think is decent. Two guys, same price point. Now, FanDuel, Cammy No Stacks, Cam Newton. FanDuel 7,800, DraftKings 6,800. Home to Kansas City. Chiefs have allowed. I'm sorry, Chiefs have not allowed a rushing touchdown all year. I think that stinks of regression. Cammy is the type of guy to get that sucker to roll over to one. I think he can get a, a running touchdown this week. It's kind of surprising considering they're giving up like 124 yards rushing per game. So, I mean, that's definitely not a bad play. I think he can get it done. And Lord knows I love playing running quarterbacks. Um you know, another reason, as you said, mentioned how many uh, yards they're giving up rushing, another reason um, that they maybe having a lot of rushing TD is because they've allowed 15 passing touchdowns. So people are, you know, getting it done. I mean, heck, this is the team that Big Ben put up five touchdowns against. In their last three games, they've allowed seven passing TDs. So I think Cam kind of gets right this week. 6,800, I think it's a nice play. Also for 68, Big Ben. I'm kind of going to be on Big Ben a lot. I'm going to go ahead and click him and make him one of my official picks. One of the reasons I like him is because I think he's going to be low-owned. He's coming off a really bad week. But I talked about him. I talked about fading him last week. Why? Because he was playing at Baltimore. He does not do well historically at Baltimore, nor does he do well coming off an injury that first game back. However, he's at home now. Uh, he, like Breeze, is a home boy. He loves to play at home. He's 12-2, and two, touchdowns to interceptions, just like Breeze is this season. When he's at home, uh, averaging court QBR 122 when he's at home. As I said, getting low-owned because of last week. Now, I think it's a good week this week, and it's also going to give you a little bit of Antonio Brown exposure, who's a lot of coin on FanDuel and on DraftKings. And if you can't afford Antonio, you can get exposure to him by playing Big Ben. And uh, he's playing a team that only three uh, other defenses have allowed more passing TDs. So I like Big Ben. Same price on DraftKings as Cami No Stacks. Dropping down from there, uh, another official pick. So I've got Big Ben for sure. I'm going to take Russell Wilson. I really like Russell Wilson. You and I talked about this. I, I think it's going to be much closer than the pundits think. He's only 6200 on DraftKings. He, that's his cheapest price on DraftKings all year long. And get this, it's coming off his best DraftKings game. Last week, he scored 26.28 points. Yet, 
For 6200 it's his cheapest all year. Now, he appears healthy to me, uh, playing well lately. We talked about ProSize. So if this is indeed, just think about it. If this is indeed a ProSize game, if there's no C Mike, well, you're not getting the gravy with ProSize by having him run the ball. You're going to be throwing it to him. So I think he might throw more than he normally does with a ProSize in there. Plus, you've always got his legs. He looks to be healthy. You've also got uh, Graham, who's been a force to be reckoned with lately. Um, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, going up against the Patriots. Each put up over double-digit fantasy points, according to uh, FF Today. Tyrod Taylor, who's a similar type of player to Mr. Wilson, faced the Patriots twice this year. His lowest game on FF Today is uh, 16 points. And Carson Palmer, heck, even Landry Jones put up double-digit points against the Patriots. I certainly think Russell Wilson can do it. I'm even kind of liking Russell Wilson in a couple stack plays, but uh, do you like uh, R. Wilson against the Pats? Well, you know, at this point last year, I think, what was he, like QB 24? And right around this time last yeah. year, from this point on, he was like QB 2. And, you know... He looked really good last week. He looks fully healthy. I mean, he had that bootleg that he ran in for a touchdown. It doesn't look like his knee or his ankle causing him any issues. I definitely think that he's a good play. you got to like the fact that he can run and throw. Absolutely. And I, I love quarterbacks that can do that. That's uh, It always gives you that extra advantage. Uh, my last guy, cheapest, 5700 on DraftKings. He's more expensive on FanDuel, 7400 Uh Marietta, he's been having some good weeks lately. Uh, in three out of his last five, he's put up at least 27 DraftKings points. In the other two games, he put up at least 16 points on DraftKings. Faces a funnel D in the Packers, and by that I mean they're good against the run, but they invite you to pass because they are susceptible against the pass. We, we talked about them, especially against uh, big-time wide receivers, wide receiver ones. Um, According to Pyro's positional points against chart, against wide receiver ones, in fact, only four defenses are giving up more fantasy points on a per game basis so i I like all my calls here officially i've got marietta big ben and russell wilson you know what i'm just gonna toss out cammy i'm gonna make it a four qb week that i'm uh suggesting now personally for me i like to have at least four quarterbacks i want to get ownership of them all if i can and you never know. Come Monday morning, what's or Sunday morning, what's going to happen? There's going to be some injuries. There's going to be some things you want to adjust. So I like to have several guys in my pocket, you know, just in case. You know, Antonio Brown tweaks something, God forbid, during warm-ups or what have you. Things happen, so I like to have a bunch of guys written down, ready to go. But I'm going to take four this week. Moving over to the running back spot. Uh, if you total up my points, and again, I really use DraftKings, and now I'm using Draft, but it's a different beast. Uh, check out Draft, though, at the App Store. On DraftKings, again, shooting for 3x value. With running backs, I'm at 3.3, so doing really well. I've got a couple guys I'm going to just toss out real quick, but uh, who do you like at the running back spot for DFS? I got one expensive guy. I got one not-so-expensive guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is definitely a good week to pay up for running backs. If uh, you want to go with yeah. uh, David Johnson for 9400 on uh, FanDuel, he's a guy that's going to obviously uh, get you points no matter what. It's something that you will definitely not regret. Um, the game script is on his side. He should get plenty of work this week. 
And yeah. uh, my other guy that it's not he's not as expensive. He's seven thousand dollars on FanDuel is uh Devontae Freeman. I think he's a great value for where he's going. He's obviously gonna handle most of the work with uh Tevin Coleman gonna be out once again. Uh he goes against Philadelphia. That's one area of the field where they have been uh getting beat at is the running back position. So I definitely look for him to, to get in there. He could probably get a get you at least a touchdown, you think. Boy, I'm agreeing with both those. Uh David Johnson, as I said, he's my the poster boy uh for this episode. He's the image for this episode. I, I love me some David Johnson. DraftKings, he's eighty four hundred. Now double digit spread, we said. Uh, opened up at 14. I think it might have dropped a little bit, but I usually look at the opening. Uh, now, to me, that spells positive regression, but like we talked about with David Johnson, doesn't matter. He's a facet. He's a part of every uh, facet of this game, whether it be running or passing. Uh, highest implied team total of the week, so Arizona Cardinals, according to Vegas, is expected to score 31 points. He's going to be highly owned in cash, that's for sure. And in cash, I don't see how you get around playing David Johnson, to be honest. Now, in GPP or tournament plays, I could see subscribing to a bit of game theory and maybe pivoting away. I mean, if you figure the field is going to be on David Johnson in GPP, and just let's say he has a bad game, something happens, they score a bunch of uh, wide receiver touchdowns or what have you, if there's a very high ownership of David Johnson and he does poorly, well, and you don't play him, that's going to vault you way past that majority of players. If you can hit on the rest of your squad, you're going to be looking really good this week. So I would advise you to have a bit, a bit of uh, non-David Johnson tournament plays in cash, though, because cash you're looking to play a little bit different, right? You're uh, you're looking for a floor. I think David Johnson is an optimal guy to plug in your lineup, so I love him in cash. But I'm going to pivot away from him on GPP. He's still my official pick. I think he's fantastic. And here's one reason, man. Uh, San Francisco, we talked, allowing 5.3 yards per carry. No other defense in the league is allowing that much. And David Johnson on DraftKings is averaging 25 points. He costs 8400 So basically, his average is at nearly 3x already. So how can you not like that? Uh, it, it, when they get in close, only DeMarco Murray has more red zone attempts inside the five. David Johnson's got cash written all over him. I love that call. What do you think about playing a guy like, say, say you don't play David Johnson. What do you think about playing a guy like uh, Jordan Howard? He's like... 6,900 on FanDuel. He's coming off a real huge game. He's at a decent price. You know, this is a game, obviously, that Chicago will probably be playing from behind, but I, I kind of like his price for where he's going, especially as a guy that's probably going to get most of the carries over there. Yeah, you know, the, Chicago's running game just kind of scares me a little bit. Um, you know, Langford is back now. He, although he didn't get much at all in the way of looks, he got one look uh, week eight against Minnesota, but they had the bye last week. So now you got Langford, who started off the season there as the top dog. You got Kadeem Carey, who's in the mix, who he's been getting some touches as well. Now, I know that Jordan Howard's gotten the most amount of touches, 
But, you know, we talk about running back by committee. We got a running back by community, and I know he had like over 150 rushing yards last week. Uh, he, I think he had over 200 all-purpose yards. Um, that's awesome. The week before that, he had 22. So he's really up and down, and with the amount of guys that are, that are there, I think he could be a, a a play I would do in GPP. Maybe I'm going to take him in low ownership GPP. I wouldn't take him in cash at all. But I think GPP, you could do it. I'm just scared of the three-headed beast that could be there. Do you like what you see last week from Jordan Howard? Does that give you confidence that he, that he's back to what we saw early in the season? I mean, John Fox, he's a guy that likes to go with the hot hand. And he does. right now he is the hot hand. Obviously things could change if he does struggle. So, I mean, it's something to look into. But I was, just, I was looking more towards the tournament play. I think he is a great play. Yeah, tournament for sure. Cash, I would avoid it in cash just because I want a floor, and I think there's too much uncertainty. But, boy, talk about a conundrum. I mean, if his rushing yards were uh, triple what he did in the last two games, but then you look before that and he had 200-yard games, it's a, I don't know if John Fox quite knows what he has or how best to use it there in Chicago. And that's what gives me pause. You know, a lot of people are laughing at me when I say, you know, Jordan Howard's probably going to lead this backfield. And a lot of people are like, no, there's no way. But, you know, obviously a couple of injuries have helped him along the way. I mean, it's still something that remains to be seen because, you know, John Fox is a guy that likes to use multiple backs. So, Well, if you were on him last week, God bless you, you probably won some big money in DFS. I was off him last week because I just think, you know, everybody's getting healthy and it's a tough, backfield to put your thumb on with this three-headed monster but it's like I see two different backs sometimes you know early in the season I really saw some good stuff uh with him he he passed the eye test and then I don't know what happened if his true self came out and that's kind of what I thought I thought oh maybe some teams have some game tape on him and then last week he, he turned it around again against the least or the their last game he turned it around against one of the teams that you didn't think ever uh he'd be able to put that up against and wow that was a real uh surprise with that minnesota game you know the one thing i like about him though is he appears like he's the best like interior rusher on that team so it's kind of hard to go away from him yeah, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I, I would definitely want a, maybe a small percentage of him, but like you say, what we saw last week, Fox goes with the hot hand, and he does have a low uh, ownership and a big cheap GPP. I could see going with it. I'd be a little nervous. I'd be gnawing my fingernails a bit, but yeah, uh, that's go. an interesting one. Um, another guy I'm going to toss out, and, and like you said at the beginning, paying up for running back, Real quick, let me just toss out a couple more. Certainly Ajayi, how can you not? Uh, even Sproles, Peterson is fully backing him now. I think he is a decent play. Two guys, I'm gonna, uh, one guy I'm going to pay up for at least, Melvin Gordon. We already talked about him. Nobody's getting the rock more inside the opponent's red zone. Uh, they got 26 expected team points. Uh, like I said, inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the 5. Nobody getting more. You got to like him for 7,100 on DraftKings, 8,300 on FanDuel. I also like Devonta Freeman. Now, he's the cheapest running back I'm talking about. 6,800 on DraftKings, just 7,000 on FanDuel. Probably like him more on DraftKings, even though the price is a bit closer because they're full point PPR. 
Uh, Tevin Coleman, he is out over 25 points implied total for Atlanta. Now, as stated, uh, I think I talked about this, maybe not, but New Orleans on offense is the fourth fastest team. Uh, Atlanta is the ninth fastest team, I believe, or I might have those flip-flopped, but either way, they are top ten for um, pace. So I think, especially with pace and running backs, if you are uh, a quick team, and you are getting back to the line and you're running more plays per drive and it takes you less time to get from play to play. For running backs, I think that's huge because with running backs, I'm chasing opportunity. I want that ball in my back's hand as many times as possible. So I think this is going to be a fast-paced game as both teams are top 10 for pace. Um, And in the last three games, Devonta Freeman's averaging 19 looks. So he's getting the rock. There's going to be a lot of opportunity in this game, and no Tevin Coleman. So for 6,800 on DraftKings, 7,000 on FanDuel, I like him. So I'm going to kind of go, uh, I guess, yeah, I'm going to go with just two. My official, Devonta Freeman and David Johnson. I still love me some Gordon. I do like Ajahi, and I like Sproles. But my official calls, Devonta Freeman and Mr. David Johnson. Moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Now, I've been told, Mr. Stokes, I don't know this for sure, but uh, I apparently grits don't burn in the kitchen and beans, uh, they don't fry in the burn. That's, that's what I hear. Uh, what have you heard as far as cooking beans and grits? I never had grits before, but I love beans, so... I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. And uh, before we uh, hearken back to my days of watching George Jefferson, let me deliver trivia question number three for you, sir. According to PFF, for you newbies out there, that is pro football focus, they have 33 players graded right now, 33. So... Of all of these 33 quarterbacks that they have graded, all of them have played three games or more. I want you to name one of the two that have not thrown an interception yet this season. Think about that while this commercial jingle rings in your ear, and we will be right Welcome back, sports fans and fantasy sports fans. Fantasy folks are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Just pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. There's over $1 billion will be awarded this year at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next big winner. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code PYRO, P-Y-R-O. And if you're a new user to DraftKings, we're going to match your deposit for up to 600 bucks and give you a $3 game voucher for free just for signing up. That's on DraftKings.com, promo code PYRO. 
All right, Mr. Slokes. Trivia question number three, as I said before the break, according to PFF, that's Pro Football Focus, they have 33 players graded right now, all of which have played in over three games. Give me one of the two that have not thrown an interception. Well, you know, I know Tom Brady's played at least three games, and he hasn't thrown an interception, so I'm going to have to go with him. You, sir, are correct. You are three for three, I do believe. Uh, uh, but again, my 39-year-old brain is slowing down. The other quarterback is uh, the Bears' Brian Hoyer. Oh, qualifies. I know, right? He qualifies for playing over three games and did not score a TD. Uh, that was sort of that, that trick one there, so I, I was hoping you could get the Brady call. We got one more trivia question coming right up. Uh, but let's wrap up our DFS, or at least trudge on through. Uh, right now we're turning it over to the wide receiver spot. Now, wide receiver, looking in the rearview mirror. Again, you're shooting for 3x value. I'm at 2.7, so I believe the lowest out of all my positions, 2.7 for wide receivers thus far. And I'm paying up for running back. I named a bunch of wide receivers, just got a few things to say about each. I've got two official ones. Who do you like at the wide receiver spot? Well, you know, I like a guy, uh, he's, he's older, but uh, I like uh, Larry Fitzgerald at $7,200 on FanDuel. I mean, he's got 81 targets through eight games. He's uh, sixth in the league in touchdowns. I believe he has, like, what, five? Third in the league in receptions. He's... Uh, had double-digit points in three out of the last four games. I think that he's going to have a pretty productive game against San Francisco. It really wouldn't surprise me if he scored a couple of touchdowns in this one. Certainly could against that uh, that team again. Highest implied team total for Arizona, thirty-one. Uh, expected to beat them by double digits. So yeah, that could easily be achieved. Um, Another guy I like is uh. Alshon Jeffrey's connection is getting stronger with Jake Cutler. He's another guy that's gotten uh, double-digit points in three out of the last four games, and he's playing against a suspect Tampa Bay defense that's given up like 18 touchdowns this season. It's another guy that I really like this week. I like Alshon, uh, 6,600 DraftKings, 72 FanDuel. And one reason you said a suspect uh, cornerback crew, according to PFF, he's going to match up against Vernon Hardgraves. This guy has been targeted. Uh, 23%. So 23% of wide receiver routes, quarterbacks are going at Vernon Hardgraves. Uh, that's really high. And not only that, he's giving up 0.34 fantasy points per route run. Uh, that number just really jumps out at me. So I think he's going to be able to take advantage of Hardgraves uh, this week. I, I like the Alshon call. I had him written down as well. Um, one guy to name, easy one, Antonio Brown. You got to pay up for him, though. And I said... Before, if you can get uh, exposure to Brown through Big Ben, I'm going to take that route so I can pay up for the wide. Or I'm sorry, so I can pay up for the running backs. However, you want to go a little contrarian. Pay up for most weeks. Yeah, he he's hard to pay up for, and I, I do like paying up for him if I can get some really low priced uh, running backs. So again, maybe UCC Mike is out. Maybe. Uh, Procise is really low. That would be a way that I would be able to get some exposure to Brown, perhaps. Uh, but I'm tossing Brown out there because I'll, I'll have a bit of ownership of him in cash games. Um, as I said, 8,900 DraftKings, 86 FanDuel. He's going up against y uh, Dallas. Now, Dallas is without Claiborne and Church. I think that is huge. 
I think Roethlisberger, who again is 12 to 2 TD to interception ratio, went at home, averaging over 300 passing yards at home. Uh, they're going to score points in this one. Steelers expected to score 26. I think Brown could certainly take advantage of the lack of players there in the Cowboys backfield. So I like that. I like the Alshon call. We already talked to Terrell Williams, uh, 5,700 on DraftKings, 5,900 on FanDuel. We talked about all the injuries, Travis Benjamin in particular, to the San Diego team. Big or, um, Rivers, who passes a lot in the red zone, could very well look for him. I also like me some digs. Uh, 6,200 DraftKings, 67 on FanDuel. Dix has 27 targets in the last two weeks. Now, if you look even back one more week, uh, three weeks, he is the sixth most targeted wide receiver. So I think Minnesota might look to get right with Diggs. Do you have any other wide receiver calls? Otherwise, I've got two more I want to lay down real quick. I mean, I, I really like the Diggs call, too. I mean, uh, Washington's been a team that's been giving up some points, especially to the wide receiver one position. So I definitely think that's an area where, you know, Minnesota could probably attack them, especially if they stop throwing them the ball so short and they go back to those deep crosses that he was going, getting earlier in the year, you know? Yeah, uh, I think Diggs could do some damage uh, for sure. I, I don't know if there's going to be a ton of points to be had in this one. Uh, that makes me a little hesitant. I usually like to go for those high-scoring Vegas-type games. But uh, another thing, of course, that's... Baldwin, too. Yeah. Oh, I like Baldwin. I do like him. He could be a stack play because you know I like me some Russell Wilson. Um, another thing, that, though, that scares me with Diggs is who's Norman going to be on? And chances are I think he's going to be on Diggs. I don't know if he's going to follow him necessarily. Uh, but Diggs plays... I think 54%, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, on the right side, and that's, the, of course, the defensive left. That's where Norman plays the majority of his snaps from. So that could be something working against Diggs, but I, I do like the attention they've been paying to him lately. I really wish they had moved him more towards the slot. I think he'd excel a lot more there, especially against Washington. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. I, I like that, Carl. Of course, they've got... Uh, Kendall Fuller, I think, is their slot corner, but uh, I think Diggs would be an interesting play out of the slot. They're using they they need someone else. They've been flirting with all these guys: Cordero Patterson, uh, Charles Johnson, uh, Adam Thielen. They've been flirting with all these guys, but no one's really been able to step up. Just like play Treadwell, they need another playmaker. Boy, didn't you think that was going to be Treadwell? I thought, I really thought it would, especially like as a deep, like a deeper threat. He's a bigger guy, but you know, especially with Bradford instead of uh, Treadwell, he has a better deep ball. So I really thought that that would be a thing, and we just haven't seen that. Yeah, I, you know, one thing I loved about he's a my ball mentality, and I really thought they'd be running some crossing routes with him once he get that ball after the catch. He was outstanding last year. I. I don't know what happened to him. If it's going to take him a couple years, I still believe in him. I, I think he can make a leap, but I'm surprised at the lack of splash he has made uh, on the in the NFL this year. Maybe he's just not ready yet. You know? Could be. Takes some of these guys, certainly Those with the tight ends. Guys. Tight ends, it takes a few years, and you know it could take him some as well. Uh, my my two official calls at the wide receiver spot. You know, I like. The, the normal guys, and then I mentioned Alshon, or you mentioned Alshon, uh, Tyrell Williams, I've already talked about him. 
Officially, though, Dez Bryant, I think, is a decent call. 7,000 on DraftKings, 75 on FanDuel. Uh, he's second in air yards in the last three weeks, and I think that's something that you can utilize to uh, get a guy on the cheap, get a guy that's about to have an explosion. They've been going to him. It just hasn't really translated uh, into fantasy value yet. As I said, Pitt's a funnel D. They invite you to throw on them because they're not very good. I think this game could be a bit of a shootout. I like Dak. I think Dez could have himself a nice game. I said he was second in air yards in the last three weeks. Only to my other official pick. So I've got Dez for my DFS wide receiver. And Emmanuel Sanders, 6,800 on DraftKings, 69 on FanDuel. As I said, most air yards in the last three weeks. No uh, wide receiver has more red zone targets. Um, this season, I want to double check that because I wrote that down. And boy, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders has 19 red zone targets for the longest time. It was Brandon Marshall that was leading, but Emmanuel Sanders has 19. Brandon Marshall has 17. So I think he could have a nice game. I talked about my boy Simeon, uh, E. Sanders, ninth most targeted wide receiver the last Three weeks facing that Saints secondary. According to PFF, he's going to be going up against B.W. Webb, who is giving up the most fantasy points per route run out of any starting cornerback this week. I'm saying this again. Emmanuel Sanders is going up against a guy who's giving up the most fantasy points per route run out of any starting cornerback this week. I, really I think like that's money in the bank. I mean, I, could, I got him pegged down for like seven to eight catches, at least 100 yards, especially against that New Orleans defense. You got to like that play. Yeah, I think that's money in the bank. And he's a huge part of that offense. He's seeing over 27% of the team target share. Uh, only four wide receivers are getting more. So he's a he's, Simeon relies on him. He's got a great matchup this week, especially when they get in close. Uh, I think he's awesome DFS pick at 6,800. Uh, DraftKings points 69 Fanduel. Let's turn to the tight end spot. If you looked at my rearview mirror, tight end doing well, shooting for 3x value at least. I'm getting 3.5 out of the tight ends I've recommended. I've got three official this week. Who do you like at tight end spot, sir? Well, uh, one guy, I'm, uh, there's a couple of guys I do like. One guy I'm looking at in particular is a guy like uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, he will be without Jeremy Macklin most likely. So, you yep. know, him being uh, out, I can definitely see an increased target share for him. And, you know, uh, the, the team he's going against is giving up like 471 yards to the tight end position with five touchdowns. So I definitely think he's a viable play at $6,300 uh, this week for FanDuel. And yeah, I love, I, I love, I like before is, you uh, jump on to the next guy. Is, uh, Zach Miller, $5,400 on FanDuel. who got 10 targets last week. Tampa Bay's on the back end against uh, defending the tight end. He's a very nice value for trying to save a bucket tight end. Yep, I like the Zach Miller call. He was my uh, streamer, one of my tight end streamers. I, I love the Kelsey. Kelsey's one of my official picks at the uh, tight end spot for DFS. Macklin is already ruled out, so I love this. He's going to get a big slice of the pie because there's not that much to go around down in KC. As you said, Carolina, if you're looking at Pyro's positional points against Chart. Carolina is giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing tight end number ones. So against tight end ones, starting tight ends, 
Carolina's giving up second most fantasy points. That's who Kelsey's going to face. And like I say, Macklin's not going to be on the field. Moving down from that price point, how can you not like Jimmy Graham at 5,300 on DraftKings? He's a bit more on FanDuel, 6,600. Uh, this game opened up at nearly 49 points. It's going to be a passing script for Seattle, who is unbelievably 7.5-point underdogs, but I don't think it's going to be that. I'm betting, uh, I'm taking, or I guess I'm betting against the points there. I think Seattle can make this a game. Uh, even so, that screams passing if they're going to want to keep up with the Patriots. And at 5,300, it's a great, great price. Um, last three weeks, there's only two tight ends. I'm sorry, one tight end that has more targets. Mr. Graham is second in targets in the last two weeks. So I've got Kelsey, I've got Graham, and the only guy that he is playing second fiddle to as far as targets in the last three weeks is my other pick, Antonio Gates. 3,900 on DraftKings, 5,700 on FanDuel. So how can you not like a 3,900? He is, what, uh, almost 1,500 less than Jimmy Graham? Almost 2,000 less than Kelsey? I think Gates is a great call. Last five weeks, he leads all tight ends in targets. Last five weeks, leads all tight ends in targets. Looking like we're going to be without Henry again. That's a boom for Gates. His quarterback leads all red zone attempts, and only three pass catchers have more red zone targets right now, and I'm talking all wide receivers and tight ends. And, of course, he's chasing history. I, I love Gates week in and week out. So I've got Kelsey, Gates, and Graham all at different price points there. Defensively, looking in my rearview mirror, uh, I'm scoring 2.6 per week for my DFNs, so for every $1,000 spent. I'm bringing in 2.6 DraftKings points. Who do you like on the defensive side? I know I've been uh, mentioning a lot about Arizona this week. Um, obviously, I'm going to, Arizona's been one of the top defenses in fantasy football. They're going against San Francisco. I think you can roll with them. They're obviously the most expensive uh, defense in FanDuel this week, but I think you're not going to regret it if you pick them. I've got them written down as well. Uh, you know, San Fran, they're only expected to score two touchdowns and a field goal. Uh, they are 14 point, or at least they opened at 14. I think it's dropped a bit, but still double digit underdogs. Uh, I love the Arizona call. And I really, even without Tyron Matthew, I can see Peterson, uh, getting a, um, pick six against this team. Um, PFF has 33 quarterbacks rated. We talked a little bit about um, completion on aimed throws out of all 30 there is own or out of all 33 there is only one quarterback that completes less than 60 percent of his aimed throws and that is indeed Mr. Kaepernick I was on Cappy last week because of what he could do with his legs and the defense not the case against Arizona I like the Arizona call I'm also going to go back to my drawing board with my streaming one of my streaming defenses in Atlanta, 2,600 on DraftKings. As I said, these are stats I'm regurgitating here. Last five weeks, Wentz sacked 14 times, fourth most in that span. Uh, he's been tossed five interceptions, third most in that time. And if you flip the script in the last five weeks, the Atlanta Falcons have the third most fantasy points for a defense. So I like 
the double A, Atlanta, Arizona. Especially if you go with Atlanta at 26, I mean, that saves you a lot of money so you can pay up for other players in the positional, or like the, the skill positions. So that's actually a pretty good play for trying to save a buck on defense. Yeah, I like to kind of peg at least two defenses, one that's a high end and one that's a low end. And I'll try to start with my high end, see what I can get, and then chalk in that lower end guy and see if I really like what that buys me. And usually I do. Usually I end up going with the lower end. So again, start off with the high price D, set your best lineup, then go down, select that defense number two. You're going to get some more coin in the bank and go see what it can buy you at the flex spot. Usually you're going to be pretty surprised. So I like to have two, uh, Atlanta, Arizona, both kind of both ends of the spectrum there. All right, man, before we uh, get to some music and play ourselves on out of here and do the last wrap-up of the calls, let's go to trivia question number four, sir. Number four, how many more receiving touchdowns does Mr. Antonio Gates need to get into history? Now, I say that, I, I just kind of alluded to it. We're talking tight end touchdowns. He's almost there. Of course, we know that Mr. Gonzalez leads all tight ends in NFL history with most touchdowns from the tight end position. Mr. Gates is almost there. And I mean almost there. So how many more touchdowns does Antonio Gates need to lead all tight ends with career touchdowns? You think about that as you listen to this, and we'll be back with trivia question number four. I'm Pyromaniac Mo, chatting fantasy with Mr. Slokes. We're going to join you in a sec. All right, Pyromaniacs, as you know, the wealth of Pyromaniac podcasts can be found on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, and Log Talk Radio, we're going to entice you to leave us a review. We just sent out uh, three happy winners. We gave them the Walter Payton Limited Edition Sweetness Posters. There was 85 made, so we sent three of those out to listeners that left us a review. We're doing the same thing. Come week 12, we're going to elect one. One listener review. All you got to do, leave us a review, send me the screen grab. That's Mozambique at pyromaniac.com. You can also find my email on my Twitter account. That is at pyromaniacmo. Send me the screen grab of your review, and you can be in the drawing for a $50 gift card to the shopnfl.com. That's coming up week 12. Get your reviews in now. All right, guys. Uh, trivia question number four, we said that Antonio Gates is almost in history, almost in the history books, He's right there. He is number two as far as tight end total career touchdowns. Of course, Gonzalez is number one. How close is he to setting that record or to getting it all by himself? So how many more does Gates need? Well, you know, I think uh, Gonzalez has, what, 111 uh, going into the season. Gates had 104. I believe he has four touchdowns this year, so that would give him, what, three to tie and four to break it? Goodness gracious, Johnny Slokes, you hit it right on the head. You you had all of it right there. I'm impressed, man. Really, really good. Uh, that's, 
You're, you got it. Yeah, 108, 108 for Gates. You are exactly right. Gonzalez had 111. Three to tie, four to pass. Well done, sir. Well done. Take a bow. Take a bow. Do a lap. Uh, do some skywriting, man. That was awesome. I'll take a. I'll take another banquet. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm gonna crack a beer here in celebration. I'm drinking me some uh, founders. Of course, I always drink founders, or not always, but many times. I'm and I'm drinking the uh, Harvest Ale. They only release this uh, once a year, and it's all natural, organic stuff. They used to call it organic. Uh, IPA, I believe, or organic pale. Now they just call it the harvest. Uh, I really like it, as it's as I said, all organic. Uh, there's less of a headache in the morning, I find, and it's just really tasty. Even though it's called a pale ale, I think it's very close to an IPA, and I am kind of against pale ales. I really like my hoppy beers. I would call Harvest an IPA friend. Uh, harvest is my Valverde of the day. What are you drinking over there, Johnny? Well, I've been uh, mixing it up all day. You know, it's Veterans Day, so I've been getting silly stupid over here. I got some uh, some Coors Banquet. I've been mixing that in with some Crown Royal. You know, I just I like. I'm also a guy who likes to switch it up. I'm not a big fan of beer, but uh, yeah, of Coors Banquet is something that uh, is really smooth to go down. And my co-host Camel's been uh, getting me on that. He's from Colorado, so he's really uh, got me into drinking some Coors Banquet. Wow. So uh, you are really going all out for the veterans, sir. Well done. Good for you. Yeah, you know, been cooking up some ribs, been drinking some beer, drinking some Crown. Like, it's been a good day. Hey, man, you uh, you, you got to honor those veterans in whatever way you can. And drink, drinking some Crown Royale and some beer and some ribs, that that's celebrating style, my friend. Celebrating style. Yeah, I don't think the Marines around here would let me uh, drink without them. <laughs> <laughs> well played. All right, man. We got just a couple quickies here to get us on out of here. And uh, one is the stack play. Now, a lot of people think stacks has to be a wide receiver and a quarterback. doesn't have to be. You, you can stack. A lot of times I like to stack a defense and a running back. Or what is often underused, especially in GPPs, is a quarterback, wide receiver, and a running back. Especially if I want to get uh, one of those high-scoring Teams, so a team that's expected to have a lot of points, and I want exposure to all the touchdowns. So you know, let's just say I don't know a, a, a Carson Palmer this week. Not that I'm picking him, but with David Johnson and with Fitzgerald, maybe you think they're going to score a lot of points as they're expected to. Thirty-one. Maybe you start all three. That's a stack that a lot of people uh, don't use. Uh, I'm just using that for my example. Now my stack. I guess I'd go with two personally, and that's a Russell Wilson to a Mr. Graham, and I would even toss out a Baldwin there. Um, not because they're expected to score a lot of points, but I think they're going to try to stay in this Patriot game, and they're going to have to pass. But I love me some Russell Wilson and Graham. I also like exactly what I was just talking about, the triple B. The Ben, the Brown, the Bell. I think that's a good play in GPP. So I've got Russell Wilson and Graham. And then I've got Big Ben, Brown, and Bell. I like those stacks. Are you stacking anything for DFS, sir? You know that that Pittsburgh call is a pretty good one, especially since you know they might people might be a little bit down on the Pittsburgh offense because of last week. Um, my two stacks, one of them uh, you kind of touched on a little bit, is I like uh, Palmer, DJ, and Fitz. I think that'll be a pretty good stack for you. Um, 
Another less obvious one that I like is uh, Cutler, Jeffrey, and Zach Miller. I think that they would be a pretty good play as well this week. Yeah, I think that's decent as well. Uh, interesting. So the next one down, we've got uh, the fade. And I'm fading two guys. Talked about one, Kaepernick. I was on him last week. Paid off. I think many are going to try to ride that horse again, and I'm getting off it. I think it's a mistake. Uh, they're expected to lose by 14 points, only expected to score two touchdowns and a field goal. I'm also fading Sneed just because Christopher Harris or Chris Harris is going to be up against them from Denver. So I'm fading those two players. What about you, sir? Uh, mine might be a little bit more surprising. Uh, a guy that I'm fading is uh, Julio Jones. He's getting a uh, price to 8800 on FanDuel. I think this is a week where you can have a down week. Philadelphia tends to be pretty decent against the uh, wide receiver ones. I think they might look elsewhere to uh, produce some offense like Sanu, maybe uh, Hooper, guys like that, even uh, Gabriel. So a guy, guy like I'm fading is uh, Julio Jones. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, last one, we do the what you talking about, Willis. This is the double take that you might do. Uh, it's essentially a bottom of the barrel call or a dart throw. So anybody within eh, $500 or so off the league minimum, I'm tossing out Tajer Sharp. He's 3000 on DraftKings. He is the league minimum for a running back or a wide receiver. As I said, zero TDs bound to regress. He's got to. And he's facing the Packers, who have given up the seventh most points to wide receivers, or I'm sorry, who have given up seven wide receiver touchdowns in the last five games. Uh, this is the D that allowed Diggs to put up 182 yards, and Mr. Marvin Jones, my man, to put up 205. So I like Tyson Sharp for 3,000. Who do you like for uh, what you're talking about, Willis? Play. I like a guy like uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, I think, I think he could uh, have an increased role with Macklin out. He scored four touchdowns this week. I definitely think if you're playing like a tournament play, that's an excellent pick. All right. Interesting. Tyreek Hill, he's been, uh, he's been sort of a bit of a darling lately. He's done well. All right, gang. Thank you for sitting in another hour. And most importantly, I'd like to thank uh, Johnny Slokes from uh, the Fifth Down podcast. Johnny, thanks for sitting in with me tonight, man. Uh, it was a pleasure and an honor to join you on the uh, Pyro Light podcast. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good to have you, man. We'll have to do it again. And of course, Pyromaniacs, thank you for joining me on episode 52 of the Pyrolife podcast. Uh, stay tuned for the song of Roll and Tumble from the North Mississippi All-Stars. And until the next time, we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out, Pyromaniacs. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I cry there